Hi, I'm David Hansel, Intuitive Medium, and you're listening to Mystic Stew. Some years ago, I dabbled in going to haunted houses to explore the paranormal. I see all the paranormal people do, and I thought it was great fun, and I enjoyed it. But so many people, I found, concentrate on the bad spirits. Everywhere we went, somebody mentioned a bad or evil demonic spirit. And people have always asked me, David, are there really bad spirits? Well, these are the questions that we're going to tackle this uh, week on Mystic Stew with my very special guest, Mary Marshall. So if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole, let's begin. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Mystic Stew. My name is David Hansel, Intuitive Medium, and today I'm with a special guest. Her name is Mary Marshall, the Paranormal MD. Hi, Mary. How are you doing today? I am doing fine, and it's nice to be here with you. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. That is for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. Mary, can you tell our audience um, a little bit of what you do? Um, I am a paranormal investigator and researcher. I've been doing it for about 20 years. I am also a paranormal educator. I teach at local colleges and other institutions. And I uh, do get into, as I do want to mention, I do get into as well, cryptozoology and ufology. Um, And I'm an intuitive medium. That is awesome. And I also like the cryptozoology and all that. We're going to have you back on for that again with probably like a Bigfoot researcher because I want to do something on that as well. Um, But today, Mary and I are going to talk about spirits, good versus bad. The reason I'm going to talk about that is, is I have so many questions from people. When they watch a ghost TV show or they see a seance or they'll, they'll talk to a medium one day and they get so much negativity thrown at them all the time. And um, I just wanted to let people know, and this is why I got Mary on, that it's not always like that. Not every spirit is good. Not every spirit is bad. Positive is not always positive, and negative is not always negative. There's a difference. And we're going to kind of speak about that today, give you guys some examples of things we know about from validations that we've actually encountered. And the reason we're doing this is so you can make an educated guess or an educated opinion the next time you are with these people. You can find kind of your own truth to whether it's real or not real. Remember that spirituality is very much a gray area. Um, There is really no right and no wrong, okay? So knowing that, um, Mary, one of the first things I wanted to ask you and get your opinion on is why do you think so many people, well, actually, let's ask this first before that question. Do you think that every haunting or every spirit is negative? Absolutely not. I think more times than not, it's, uh, I, I use the word, see, it's interesting. As, as I have my words as intuitive mediums and in words that I use as a paranormal investigator. So my paranormal investigator word for that is most of them are benign, meaning they're just, it's a neutral kind of state. It's just people being people. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, so, so occasionally, yeah, you, of course you're going to come across the negative, but, you know, definitely now, are, rare, rare, rare for the demonic thing. Are you uh, in agreement that um, outside of this physical life, that there are energies out there that would be considered, um, in human terms, bad? 
um, not nice compared to ones that are super nice. Yes. I mean, you know, and here's the thing is I, there's a lot of, you hear a lot of times now too, with um, different uh, psychic mediums, they'll be talking about speaking to other types of entities other than humans. And again, coming across some of them being negative versus positive. Um, you know, honestly, David, I'm going to say something to you about this because I think and I can say this even from my own experience, when you are beginning that journey into understanding your own abilities and how, you know, and what you're, what's coming in, the negative scene was easier to connect with. It's a, it's a, it's a type of energy that we really notice. You I know agree what I mean? You. Yeah. It's, we're so used to it. We're so programmed to it. So that. I remember that being coming into me more often than positive, meaning there would just be like blank, 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 blank. Oh, this is something not good here, you know, because that was where I think my abilities were at that time. And so I think if you don't continue to open up and continue to, and again, what do I know? I'm just talking from my own experience on this particular thing but is that when you open up, you then are opening up the whole spectrum of what is on the other side. And only that small, only, only a small portion is really negative. Yeah. Now to give everybody even a clearer view of what you and I are talking about, let's go back to about two years ago. Everybody, um, when me and Mary first met, it was at an investigation together and it was a large, uh, was it asylum at the time, Mary? Was, yeah. It was an asylum. Yes. And of, of course, there were so many stories, of course, that everything bad and people were tortured in this place and so on and so forth. And so they brought in people like me as a medium and, and uh, Mary's investigator. And Mary was uh, doing her mediumship at the time too. Now I'm going to tell you from my experience in that house, when I first walked in, the energy was overwhelming, but it was not negative, but it was overwhelming. It's kind of confusing. And I think a lot of people confuse negative with overwhelming. Like there's so much energy, it's got to be negative. No, not really. But there was, uh, people talked about a certain woman in a room and they called it a doll room. They put all these dolls in there. And I immediately went in there and I just connected to that spirit right off the bat. And people had some stuff to say about her, how sad it was. But when I connected to that spirit, she was just the happiest person in the world. She was so happy. And she was, and people would say that she was stuck in that room. And I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> she can visit here whenever she wants to. How can you possibly be, how can she be stuck here? She doesn't have a body. She can go through walls. She can do whatever she wants. There's no stuck. But there's also a basin part is where I want to get to, where there was a gentleman down there who was kind of messed up. And Mary was, um, you talked to him, the one with the experiment. They were doing yeah. some experiments down here to see um, if it was a negative energy. And now I didn't feel that it was necessarily a negative energy. Um, as far as a lot of people pin the word de demonic on something that they don't understand. As soon yeah. as they don't understand something, they say the word demonic. And it wasn't. Um, long story did short. people, did somebody say that back over then? Yeah, they were saying oh. how there's demons in the basement and it was a demonic thing and there were demonic voices. Yeah. It wasn't. This, the, no. the spirit that was showing up 
was showing up and giving you the personality that he had at that point in time he was at that house, which there was something uh, mentally kind of wrong with him. Exactly. So what happens is when a spirit gives you that, especially me as a medium, if a spirit gives me how they felt back then, now as a spirit, I know, okay, I feel very strange as far as my mind is different now. And usually I can pick up that, okay, they had a mental disorder. But for somebody who's not trained as a medium or something, the first thing, feeling they get from that energy is they're trying to hurt me. It's demonic. I can't think straight. They want me to do stuff. They want me to, you know, this and that. And that's right. not true. Now, Mary also experienced that young man. Do you remember him in that room where they uh, did absolutely. the helmet stuff? Can you yeah. tell us a little bit something about your experience? Um, actually, we landed up in there. And it's funny because I really wasn't very public about the, the mediumship then. At the time, yeah. At the time. But... I, there was, uh, there was actually somebody who was filming and they were kind of just walking around and I kind of went up and said, um, cause I had just been in there. I go, if you want, there's somebody in that room. I'm the one who brought everybody in that room. You know, I don't know if you knew that. And yeah. I was like, cause this guy's in there. And what it was is he was in a very, uh, confused state um, you know, it's interesting because I'm trying to remember back exactly what the impressions all were. And it's it's a little hard right now, but um, I felt bad for him. It was almost like, it was a mentally challenged person. And so a lot of the things that you're picking up, I, and I got where people could take it as a negative, but here, but again, real quick, just to say at this point, we do have people, no matter what side in the field you're on have to clearly be able to differentiate between something that's negative, meaning not pleasant versus something that's evil. And exactly. they're not, they're not one and the same. So that, that I do want to establish right away. But then, yeah, with this one is that I would say there was just a lot of, of suffering. I felt that he was stuck in a state in dis and kind of displaying to us what was going on with him. There was a lot of just um, mental illness. And so I felt really bad for, for the guy. Uh, for this for this uh, spirit. Yeah, see, that's exactly what I picked up on that. In, but see, in my, the way I do my mediumship, the way I have to um, speak to that spirit is they tell me, you know, when I ask them, is this how you are now? Are you, are you kind of hanging out here in that? They're like, no, I'm letting you know who I was at that point in time. So basically what happens for someone like me, and this is where I guess it's different and you can't blame other people. But for somebody who's trained and they come in, like for me, what spirits do is they give me their personality or what they're feeling and thinking at that moment in time. That's what I'm picking up on. I'm not, they're not giving me what they actually are now. So if I could have described people how he was in that in real time, I'd be like, he's fine. He's totally cool. He went to where he's supposed to go. He visits here all the time. He wanted to talk to you people. And the best way for you to know who he was, was to give you who he was at that time. People don't realize that our personalities do change once we cross over. We are a little. Yeah. Different. See, I feel like it, I was going to say change the possibility for change and growth yeah. is there. Yeah. The possibility. Exactly. Right. I, yeah, will, I will it, agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, in that sense that they can change and grow. And I do think that, that many uh, spirits, that's part of their journey 
is to have had this human experience, this life that they had. Now, what did they learn or not learn? And let's, you know, look at that in a more uh, collective, universal collective consciousness way of where, where can we grow as a, as a spirit from that point? Um, I think I do recall too with this, that particular uh, guy in there who was young, I mean, not super yes, young, but a young, young man. Yeah. Uh, he, there was a language issue. He actually had, I felt at the time, um, uh, issue communicating, which was all part of the whole, you know, what was going on. I, I want to say suffering, if he, you will, he during had given his lifetime. Me, he had given me a form of um, the illness he had. And I could not pronounce the word, but it was almost, it was, it was like a down syndrome, but it was, it was pretty severe. Yeah. But the only thing is what different, what differentiated from it, what was different is that he didn't have the, the physical look. He had a different look, but he had the, like the, the brain waves were like of down syndrome, but his right. he look looked was not, but he yes. looked normal. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking you know, about? Yeah. And we never actually, I know we never talked about this before. Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree with you. I remember that as well. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's one of the things we're talking about folks who are listening to this is that a lot of things do get misinterpreted. So it, now to a lot of people, and we're not telling those, you know, the investigators that they were bad people because they misinterpreted different. Everybody has a different interpretation of something. Everybody's, everybody's perception is uniquely different. But just to let you know, if you encounter stuff like that, you really have to look into it and feel into it a little bit more and, and know that not every feeling that you get is actually an evil feeling. It could be coming from something else. You're just interpreting it as evil. Now, go you, ahead, you know Mary. what? And I do want to say one more thing is because, again, as you've been doing the Bene Psychic Meeting your lifetime and really practicing it for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still at the new end of that. Um, and so one of the things that I have had to learn is to take it the step further, as you just said, meaning, okay, this is what is going on in, in the moment with this guy right here and now. And I can tell you this, or I'm picking up that or whatever, but now once that's out or even simultaneously, if you've got your brain, which can do like five things at the same time um you then step back and say where and how is he now and yeah. now like you said have that conversation and i think that i tended to to for for in the beginning uh to i used to say i would like dip my toe in and then go oh this is cold and jump back up yeah, and you know out. and so even with something like that tending to not take it far enough in connecting to, to get beyond the moment of maybe the anguish that a, that a spirit is trying to present to you. Let's continue on with it. Don't just leave it there. Yeah, no, you made absolute sense. You know, everybody living or dead has a story. 
And the story that's presented to us by somebody who has crossed over, when they give us that first part of the story, that's not their entire story. And I think that's right. where people stop. They get to the part of the story they like. Okay, this part's scary. Uh, let's just keep this. Let's tell everybody only about this. And then everybody who goes there only picks up that part of that story. I have always been trained to say, okay, I, I understand what happened and what you did. How is this affecting you now? Or what have you learned from it now? And usually when they start talking, they... And up they're like normal they're normal they're or i guess whatever normal's in the eye of the beholder yeah. but, but they're they're fine you know now mary here's another question for you why would you think and we're not going to just concentrate on evil spirits but it's good for you guys to hear the evil we encountered and how we kind of thwarted that you know i guess is the word um yeah now do you do you think that every haunting not even in haunting, but spirits in general, from your educated view and from your personal view and from your mediumship view, do you think that every haunting is negative? I mean, do you think it's, it's all negative or do you think there's more positive? And what do you think makes, if it is negative, what the real question is, what do you think is making that spirit only portray the negative? Do you think it's the spirit or do you think it's the people investigating Ooh. it? That's an interesting, because you know what? Here's the thing too, when you're talking about a lot of things that I do tap into, <clears throat> excuse me now, is dealing with the, from certain things from a parapsychological perspective, coming in and saying how much of what we perceive is our perceptions that we're projecting. And so often we have to be really careful that we are not projecting our own um, interpretations and emotions out to, to almost enhance and create what's coming back in from that. Um, so when you're dealing, I mean, of course, there are definitely negative situations. Very, very rarely there are evil situations that you make or entities you may come across. But more times than not, um, it's benign. As I say, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of nudist grandma. Um, it's, you know, Uncle Joe, the jokester, and maybe, you know, Bob, the janitor, who has a really, really bad temper, you yeah. know, kind of thing, who isn't such a nice guy. So those are more times than not the things that you do come across. Um, and you just have to be really careful of to what you're asking them. It's almost like when you do a read. I don't, I know, I'm sure, you know what? I don't even know this for a fact, but I'm sure a lot of other psychic mediums do this as well. Is when, before a read, I ask for information to help the person. So you're trying to get, even if it's something, maybe there's an, a bad situation going on in their life, um, can you give me the positive spin in to help that person, to raise that person up? So I think that same thing happens when you're investigating as well. Here's the thing too with this. A lot of times when you are dealing with paranormal investigators and you're dealing with team situations, you often have a lot of individual energy all focused together on one particular thing. And maybe it's, I'm just going to use it again, you know, Bob, Bob, the janitor who died in the boiler room, you know, of the school yeah. and everybody's sitting around the, the recorder or the REM pod or something. 
asking questions, waiting for an answer. And they're all thinking, okay, Bob, what do you got to say? Are you yeah. And they all know the story, how Bob died and how he was murdered in there. And they're all, all of this is in their thoughts. And what are they doing? They're all focusing their energy in a very mind over matter way. And, and some of the things that they may produce on equipment may be a result actually of themselves. I'm just going to say that but also then that interpretation of what that energy is. Um, it's, if you were to take us as individuals, um, we conduct ourselves, and that's why culture is really, really important and for many years was underrated in the paranormal uh, investigation field. That is a set of values, morals, beliefs that a group of people know and do. That's in the simplest terms what culture is. So when we are, um, we act accordingly. So I'm on, I'm doing your, your podcast here. Um, I already have an idea of what my intention, intention is to be here, how I'm going to conduct myself and so on. The reason I brought this in is because I'm not going to come on here and start talking about, yeah, well, David, and telling the public, I just had a really bad day and I had this incident at the gas station and you go on and on and on and, you know, and I'm, you know, my back hurts and, you know, well, again, our intention, if we present that to the spirit that we come across, they're often going to feed into what we're asking or thinking of them. If we're only asking, how did you, um, how were you murdered? And you know, why are you so depressed and angry? That's what they're going to respond to versus taking it the step further and saying, what did you learn from this experience, you, human experience? You make a really good point. And I'm going to put it kind of like, not into a story, but as a not literal. Um, if I were a spirit on the other side, and I was in this house I lived in for a long time, and I knew that these paranormal investigators were coming in there because somebody heard me somehow. And if they were to, in knowing me and my personality, if they were to come in and now what people don't understand is spirits can read you better than any medium on this earth or anything else. They know exactly what's going on in your head. They know exactly what's going on in your head. They can't enter into your head, make you do stuff, but they know what's there. So if I was that spirit and a bunch of people came in totally afraid and I knew that's what they needed or wanted, I'm probably going to do anything I possibly can to give them that experience because yeah. that's what they're asking for. Right. And I kind of think that a lot of people, they get the experience they ask for. If you go into a house, like if say my house right now, say, um, Say I die here and the neighbor said, yeah, he was in there and he was a lonely guy. He never did nothing. We think he offed himself. We're not sure because there was a noose they found. Okay, there's a story. Now, the next person who comes to this house, they hear that story. So they bring in that energy and they come in with that scared energy. You know he's in here and they start shouting, where are you? Why'd you hang yourself, you lonely old coot? You know, whatever they're going to do. And then that story keeps spread and spread. What happens is my energy is not even there anymore. I probably said, I just, I don't know. I died there. I left. Their energy still is there. And their energy keeps balling up and getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Energy is just like a person. Everything on this planet, in the, this reality, has a pulse, including the smallest little piece of energy. 
So if people come in here and put that nastiness into this house, anybody who walks up to it is going to automatically feel it. Yeah. The only person who is not going to feel that energy is the one, like Mary said earlier, who came in with the intention, who said, do you know what? I'm not sure if that's all nasty. I bet there's some, something cool in there or nice in there or something. That's the person I'm probably going to show up for and go, hey, how you doing? Aren't these people a joke? This is hilarious. You know, and tell them about what happened. That's pretty much how I think it would pretty much happen. Because a house doesn't even necessarily have to be haunted to have activity. The activity can be from the living. And people don't understand that. You can take your energy and basically pile it on somebody. And to prove that, how many times have you, if somebody walked up to you who is in the worst mood ever and when they, and you were fine until they walked up to you and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, my whole day is ruined right now. <laughs> you know, why did you talk to me? You freak. <laughs> but so energy is transferable, whether you're alive or not. I, I absolutely agree with that. Well, in a sense, that's what a poltergeist is. Exactly. And- you know, and, and it's interesting because in the paranormal field, people have come to accept that a poltergeist, nine times out of 10, a poltergeist is created by a human agent, uh, which is that energy you're talking about. Now, if we, uh, as paranormal, if, or me and others as a paranormal investigator, um, accept that, then we have to as well accept the whole concept of mind over matter and the fact of that our own energy and thoughts can manifest itself in more of like energy that will stay behind and can, you know, affect things even in a, in a scientific way. I mean, a lot of the stuff I do in the paranormal education side is trying to bring in the sciences as much as possible, whether that be, you know, quantum physics, um, you know, those uh, neurology, those types of things. So when you bring one of the things that we know in science is, is that the mere observation, our, as humans, our mere observation changes the outcome of any of experiments that they've done. So that same thing affects in life. So our observation, I say this a lot of times too, you know, people I know I'm kind of digressing here, but you know, they'll go to a cemetery Mm -hmm. to go visit their loved ones. And we're like, well, they're not really there, but they know you're going there to see them. So you, in a sense, are calling them into your reality, thus forcing an out, not literally forcing, but creating is a better word, creating an outcome. And so when you're dealing with like poltergeist energy, which is not something demonic, people always think, you know, like the movie or something evil. It just means it is human caused energy that sometimes will take on a life of its own. Um, as it's being fed, it will kind of man, you know, roll into more. Again, what is it easier? It is often easier for people to be, to get angry than it is to work through something with love. So the same, I feel the same way about energy. Negative energy is easier to pick up. I think it is easier to manifest possibly just because of the intensity that often comes behind it. Now, when you get to the positive side of things, that's where I really feel like as, as a psychic medium that that's where you can make the difference. I know that in my own personal life. 
um, how many psychic mediums have a problems with electronics or this, you know, those types of things. And you, you, you're like, and then when I'm having a bad day and I know this now, and then the next thing out from the outside coming in, next thing goes bad. Seemingly I have no, you know, control over it. And the next thing happens. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, whoa, all right, Mary, bring it in, bring that energy in, bring it down. We need to balance this out here because otherwise it is just going to keep, uh, what's the snowball? It's going to yeah. just roll. The energy keeps up. building up over and over and it gets, you got to just stop it at some point. And I think so, that's what a lot of investigators and people feel. Yeah. They, they feel that energy that's kind of left there. Now I've got... A very interesting question for you. And then we're going to talk about some of the good stuff. But I want to ask you about this. Now, before I ask this, folks, I'm not discrediting anybody's uh, experience that might have experienced what I'm going to talk about. But I wanted to ask other opinions of it. I have an opinion of it. And I wanted to get a opinion from somebody who is scientific in that. And this is about um, being touched or scratched or pushed down steps or anything by a spirit or ghost. What do you think, if any, if that, if you're a believer in that, I mean, you don't, you can be a skeptic. I'm, I'm very skeptical of it, but I, but I gotta be careful because of the fact that being a medium, I literally have been hugged. I have literally been poked and touched. I have not been demonically scratched by anything, even a bad spirit. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And, and I, do, I do have an opinion that, that I have about it, how I think that happens. But I would like to hear yours, if you have any scientific opinion about that. Um, you know, I've actually gone through the experience of being scratched. Okay. So it, um, and he, I do want to say at this point, uh, because... It's, I don't feel, and I think a lot of people, when you tend to use, and I'm just going to say this word, but demonic, they immediately associate it with, um, you know, the Christian demonic type, you know, what people would describe. And I, one of the things like when I'm teaching is, is if I use, and I will tell them this up front, if I'm using the word demonic, I am using that because it is describing a set of behavior, a set of characteristics and behavior that most closely resembles what we would traditionally say demonic. So the re is, you know, and again, something can be evil. It does not mean it's is in my mind, as far as the demonic. All right. The reason I say this is, is because I did come across an entity um, at a location. And again, it was more in the beginning of when I was more, coming out of the closet, as I say, on the psychic medium stuff. So the people I was with, I, this thing had really affected me. It had grabbed my backpack and did a pull. And, um, and, you know, and then after that, it just, how it was affecting my emotions. And I kind of removed, had to remove myself. I was getting angry. I was feeling all kinds of things. I had to come back in. And then finally I said, I'm sorry, guys, we, we got to leave. I, 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 this is, you know, I'm just at that time was just still too freaked out about things. So we shortly after that basically packed up and left, went back to the hotel. The person I was sharing the hotel room is sleeping. I'm still awake. It's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm hungry. I'm now eating like Twizzlers on my bed. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I'm like, I'm hungry. It's fine, but I got to go to sleep. Okay. And then all this, and then one of those where I kind of felt something on my neck. Well, actually I need to, backtrack this. 
because then at that point I started hearing things around my room and I could feel what felt very unpleasant and negative type energy. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just ignoring this. It, like I gotta go to sleep, gotta drive ahead in the morning. I lay down and then I immediately, that's what it was. And then I immediately feel something on my neck. I'm like, what the heck? And it was that burning kind of thing. And I thought, did a spider bite me? I mean, I didn't even go there, you know, to the other thing right away. I'm like, did I get a spider? And now I'm creeped out by that. But I could hear this thing moving around. I basically am saying, go away and, I, you know, going to sleep. But before I did that, I took my phone and was trying to get photos of it without waking up the other person. Um, it looked like a scratch to me. Later, I had someone look at it and I said, I don't know if this is a spider bite or, you know, I didn't want to go over there right away. And they said, uh, well, unless the spider can uh, bit you in a, in a scratch-like line and broke the skin, you know, kind of a thing. Um, no, that's definitely a scratch. So the reason that that occurred, and here's why I think, and I know I'm coming back to that, is when we were leaving, I was still feeling the anger from this, this spirit and, or hostility is maybe is a better word, hostility. And as we're walking away, I did something I have never done before or since, which was turn around and started yelling at it because I was already too much in the state of picking up its energy and it was affecting me and turned around yelled at it and said, yeah, that's right. We're leaving, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing you can do to me because God's protecting me. And this thing went, oh yeah. And it came back to the hotel room and scratched me just to, to make a point, to flex a muscle. I didn't consider that my life was threatened. I didn't feel that, you know, it was anything like that. But they, so I do feel that spirits can hurt you um, physically. They may not be able to, if you're a Christian, again, I'm going to say capture your soul, you know, maybe a possession would be the word that we use, oppress or possess, but they certainly can hurt your physical body. Um, if you feel, if you see objects move, that's a, that there has to be some, in a, I'll say this in a scientific way, there has to be some type of physical manifestation, whether we're seeing it or not, to be able to, of energy, to move an object, to pull a backpack, to hug you, to, you know, uh, kiss you because people have claimed that yeah they've been kissed on their cheek or you know feeling the hand on their face those types of things so i think they can happen equally um the good or the bad but i don't think it's always to threaten your life well i'll give you my explanation and it might not be scientific but it's something that i've been told over and over and over um by spirit and they've you know validated it for me a lot of times what it is when, when I do believe that people do get marks, can get marks from spirit or whatever, but here's the deal. What I found out, what it is, is a lot of people think they imagine that some hand automatically comes out of like the ethers and with nails and scratches them. And that's what they look at that. And they, there's three scratches and it's always three and it's always this and that. Yeah. The Trinity. Yeah. No, here's the deal from what I know. Okay, one, you can never, ever, 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 ever be possessed by anything unless you give it permission. 
And by giving it permission, I don't mean that you sit there and just go, okay, I give you permission to come in. I mean, if you're a drug addict or drunk or having a bad day or your mind's just not all there, it can, anything can give you some ideas. But what happens to me, what I think happens as far as the scratches and the pushes go is your energy connects with the energy on the other side so strongly that they are able to manipulate an energy. Remember that even when those scars come in by you, or those scratches come in on you, your cells basically, because you actually never even actually have ever touched a person in your life because there's so much energy and cells around your finger. When two fingers touch together, it basically just spreads out cells. It's almost like sticking your hand into a bunch of little balls. I mean, and that's like the scientific explanation of it. So we've never actually even touched somebody. We never even get that far. They can get down to that little baby parts of that manip manipulation and manipulate those scratches on your neck. So they are not actually doing it, doing it. They are manipulating the energy and that appearance comes from it because that's our perception of it. Um, but now, I don't think a spirit can stab you or anything, but I do think that they can touch you to that point because you know how we can actually think ourselves sick. You can be at work and you can go, I think I want to go home today. I'm going to fake a stomach ache. And you do such a good job that by the time you get in your car to leave work, you actually got a stomach ache at this point. You know? <laughs> and, and it's been known that people actually think themselves diseases. You know, they actually, they think about them and worry about them so much that the disease manifests because it is all energy. So I don't discredit people ever getting scratched or anything, but to let people know, in, to, in order to be in that position, you have to do what Mary did and take it with a grain of salt. You just got to go, okay, this happened. If you were to sit there and freak out about it, constantly bring it up over and over while you're there, more of that stuff is going to happen. And, not, and it's not even going to come from the spirit at that point. It's going to come from the energy of manipulation. There's so much energy that none of us can see with our physical eyes that it's really hard to measure unless there's an actual scientist with all kinds of machines. That's why I love, I am just floored that in this day and age, we are getting more scientific in the day of age of people being investigators. I like the science of it. I don't like uh, EMFs or EMF and uh, like the voice recorders playing back. I don't like that that much. And here's the reason why. A lot of times if somebody captures a voice, and they say, here, listen to this. He says, um, I'm going to kill you. Okay, he just told you what he thought it said. Your mind now just recorded, I'm going to kill you in your head. No matter what you hear, you're going to hear, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I've always said to people, when you're doing EVPs, which is uh, electronic voice phenomenon, is to play it for several people without telling them what it says and ask everybody to write it down to see what they get. If five people who heard it all wrote down about the same thing well there, there you go you got it but if five people wrote down i heard blah 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 and i heard i like flowers and i heard where's your grandmother then you know that it's not audible you can't read for me i basically throw that evidence out yeah i think when i would present to because when i first started in this you didn't have all these pay and play locations that you can go rent and investigate at you were doing mostly home you know, home investigations, really, truly helping people. Um, and when you're, one of the things that we did at the end, when everybody would go through and pull out what they thought were their EVPs, everyone would sit around a table and now listen to them and do what you said, like what they got. And it's like, what, because 
it's very hearing is very subjective. It is. And, you know, the older the older you get, the more your upper and lower ranges change. Um, I have even had at um, one of the events that I uh, the paranormal MD events I held several years back, there were about two younger people, early twenties, and I say that because we were all sitting around listening to EVPs that had been captured there. And w one person was, I'm not like hearing anything. And, and this is true. And another one was like, well, I think I hear this. And then the other person was like, yeah, I got the, you know, whatever it was. And I'm just going to say, you know, like you said, um, you know, I'm here. And then the two younger people without hesitation, boom, 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 they had heard. And it was what I originally thought it was at the time too. So it was real interesting, again, the subjectiveness to it. And I've had that same experience over and over when I would pay, play audio at the college, in the college court classes on these. And I remember the one guy, his hearing must have just been awful because he never was hearing. He says, so you're going to become the video guy on the team. <laughs> you're not going to be doing the audio. So first of all, that's subjective in itself. And I think it's always a good idea to have multiple people listen to see what do they take because you're absolutely onto something. Think about on uh, television right now, you're seeing a whole lot more of these types of mentalists they'll call themselves. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's not magic, it's not tricks. It's, it's creating circumstances that people will repeat. Um, you know, somebody was like, so now I want you to imagine a shape as he puts his hands in a circle. And now inside of this shape, I want you to put in some sort of other shape mm -hmm. and then he'll go into much. And obviously it's much more involved than I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> You're but a mentalist. The, yeah, yeah. A mentalist, but they will can call it, but it's really because they've already created and put the information out there to you for you to pick up. There's 101 ways that our brains trick us every single day. We take in hundreds of thousands, actually, pieces of information in shapes of colors and pictures and audio. And most of that, you know, 99 point whatever percent of that, we will never have any conscious recollection of because our brains decided for us that information's not important you don't need to know it. I've already gotten rid of it for you. So there's a lot of things that our brains um, will trick us. And so when you're dealing with those types of things in a mentalist type sense, you have to be careful to not put your, what you think it is out there for everyone else to pick it up. Because we've all been in those circumstances. You've been on those ghost hunts where you somebody's like, I feel something in here. Did you do you see it? Yeah, I, I feel it now too. Do you did you see the flash? No, I, I, I didn't see the flash, but I think I well, maybe I saw a light, and that's how it rolls and it keeps going. That's why we use though, I will say this. That's why we tend to, and I think it is important to use equipment outside of ourselves as humans to try to document phenomena as evidence which is going to bring me towards the end of this i wanted to say um what you said earlier 
And just so the audience knows, remember this, like she said, our brains can trick us a million times a day. So whatever situation you're in, paranormal or spiritual or anything else, remember that your brain can be tricked, okay? So not everything is evil. For the most part, everything's pretty good if that's the intention that you have. Everything's always going to be okay. Know that most spirits cannot really hurt you. I mean, things could be, I always tell people, if you're afraid of scratches, you know, it's going to happen to some. And the reason sometimes I like to be a skeptic about it, just like mediumship, I'm a skeptic, I'm, I'm a skeptical medium. I need to have exact validation or I won't do something. If something can scratch you in the neck, I've thought sometimes, why don't we put down a pen and a piece of paper and say, could you write down why you just scratched me, please? And if somebody says, whoa, they can't do that. Why? If they could just scratch you, why could they not pick up a pencil and write down why they did it? And I'm not saying that that is possible. I mean, there's reasons why. But I like to make, I like to make things a little harder for us. Now, this is going to bring me to the last question, Mary. And in your opinion, do you think the paranormal field, the mediums, the spiritualists, the healers. Do you think people in this world other than us could benefit more from proof of science and validation than from these scare tactics everybody tends to use to sell a product? Yeah, absolutely. There, there, there's so much of that. That's what sells. You know, it, it's like, you know, sex and violence sells. And that's a lot of times what people are looking at things on television and so forth, you know, a lot of the shows, um, they go into, you know, situations to where there, it, there's nothing bad going on there, but the producers, that doesn't sell. So they want to bring that into the show. Even if you weren't dealing with television, I think in general, it's, you know, here's the thing. I have gone into situations and I have been frightened. Um, I felt by the intimidation of, of feeling negativity or, or wanting them to feel violence towards me, basically because they just want me to go away. They don't want to deal with me. They're not intentionally going, I'm targeting you to hurt. Just get out of my face. Just like can we do every day sometimes in our lives. But if we put out the positive to counter that energy, we might be very pleasantly surprised at what's going to come back at us. Um, because if we, in fact, as humans can manifest our own reality in many ways, then let's tr try manifesting the positive, the good versus the, the evil or the bad. It's always going to be there. There is that, in my mind, that balance. Yeah, you have, if you didn't have anything, if we never started out with anything bad here on earth, we'd never recognize what was good. Right. So we had to know one from the other. Now, I think personally, a TV show where they had spiritual people and uh, paranormal people come in and disprove what everybody said was there in the first place would be a more interesting show to watch, I think. Not to just try to disprove, but hey, I do not mind. I would people call vetted. I know a lot of mediums who don't like to be vetted. I'm the first one to raise my hand and go vet me because I will vet everybody else myself. You know, you can't say that I, I can't sit here and say, I'm going to vet everything and, and, you know, be skeptical if you're not going to be skeptical about me. 
all right. we are all trying to do in this lifetime and in our fields is to let you know that there is more to this life than all this physical stuff that's in front of your eyes. We want you to know that nobody really dies. Everybody goes on and there's a lot of magical things happening that we are missing. And that's why a lot of these truly, truly wonderful people who spend hours and hours and days and days in a house to try to get just the tiniest little voice that they can prove to you that it exists because they know in their hearts it does. That to me are the true ghost hunters. That to me are the true paranormal people, the true mediums, the true healers, the ones who just want to give you enough information where you can believe. Just you'll feel better about that. You know what? I think that's true. One of the things I always say is I think when you go into this, whether you're doing it as a hobbyist or if you consider yourself an investigator or a ghost hunter, is it's about the intention. Be really clear about why you're doing this and what it is that you want to get out of it. Because sometimes it's, for some people, it's just so that they can feel more confident in their own beliefs that this exists. I kind of need it be proven to me. Sometimes it's because they want to show the world, they want to change minds, expand thoughts. Um, and sometimes it's more on the entertainment. Uh, let's be honest. Exactly. There's, there's a really big portion of this field that's all about the entertainment. Hey, I love to I love to be scared. I love to I I you know I when I see what if I go to I'm not afraid of a like a quote unquote real haunted house. That doesn't scare me because I deal with dead people all day long. So that doesn't bother me. What scares me is an amusement park fun house where people jump out at me. That's what scares me. Real people scare me, dead people do not. You know? And and that's what I think people have to that's what you have to determine in your life. If you want to go be scared, go see a scary movie. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, all scary movies are based off an idea of something that happened to somebody. So there's always a little bit of truth behind something. And I'm just telling you that so you can keep, you know, scared this Halloween. But do remember that for the most part, where you play in the universe, what you put out there, like if, if you want to see negative and that's what you are dead set on seeing it, the universe is not going to disappoint. That's what you're going to get no matter what. If you want to see good, even if you're going into a negative situation, the universe is going to try to get you to that good part because intentionally that's what you want. Yeah. Do you have any closing words, Mary? I don't see this. That put me so on the spot, David. I, don't, I wish I had something brilliant to say at this point. but You I don't said so I many think... brilliant things already. Oh, schmoozer, but thank you. <laughs> well, Mary, where can somebody get a hold of you um, if they would like to know more about you or where to get your book or where to get a reading? You know, that's a really good thing. I, um, I, if you're interested in the book, which is called Continuum, that is available on Amazon. I always forget to, do, to mention that. And then the other thing is, is I do offer several uh, paranormal studies classes and as well as give intuitive medium reads. And all of that can be found at theparanormalmd.com. Perfect. Mary, it was absolutely wonderful talking to you again and getting to talk. If you guys have any questions, um, feel free to email me at david at theywhispertome.com or get hold of Mary. And we will definitely do more shows on this subject. And hopefully we'll bring Mary back along with some other investigators and talk about aliens and some cryptids, which is something that I love a lot. All right. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Once again, I'd like to thank Mary Marshall, the Paranormal MD, for coming on the show today. If you are interested in her book, the book is called Continuum, and it can be purchased on Amazon. And if you'd like to take any of her classes or get a reading from Mary Marshall, you can go to theparanormalmd.com. Once again, my name is David Hansel, Intuitive Medium. If you'd like to know more about me, go to my website, theywhispertome.com. And if you use the code MYSTICSTEW2020, it'll take 10% off any of my services. If you have ideas for upcoming shows or you have questions about any of the shows that you heard about, feel free to write me at david at theywhispertome.com. Thank you so much for listening. And please share this with your friends and go ahead and write me with your comments. Have a great day. Bye-bye.